Awake the Tribe podcast tells the intimate and personal stories of everyday people who are doing the hard work of transmuting their familiar programming, societal expectations, generational traumas, colonization mindsets, and patriarchy perspectives. These are the inspiring and celebratory stories of the brave, true, and awake. Welcome to Awake the Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Rhoda Chadorn. It is my great pleasure to have Shanila Satar on our podcast today. And Shanila is an integrated wellness leader, a sound healer, breathwork coach, women's researcher, and national speaker. She is the founder of Always Play Studios and the Integrative Healing Academy, which trains sound healers and breathwork facilitators and also the playground, which mentors leaders in health and wellness. Welcome, Shanila. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. I want to just introduce you to having done a workshop view. That, that's how I know you. We were kind of thrown together by Anna, who had us do a workshop at the Soho House in Malibu. And I was just so impressed with how you're just your energy and like you're young, you're also just so vibrant and you have so much to offer and you're so generous with your work as well that I was like, I have to talk to her because I want to know what your practice is and what you do and to keep you just shining right as you do. Thank you. Yeah, no, that was a really fun workshop. It was like a last minute put together. You know, we had never met beforehand. We kind of texted back and forth, but our energies kind of really aligned and synchronized. And we're like, how do we do a Reiki sound healing without even having met or known each other before? And it's just super, super uh, free flowing. So I'm so grateful to know you and be here with you today. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, that was a really... <laughs> interesting way to kind of get to know someone it was like okay just figure do it out <laughs> bunch of people yeah and figure it out but it was it was perfect and I really enjoyed having lunch with you and getting to know you too because you have such a beautiful mind like I know that you always say science with a guru that's what you're all about but I really love that you exude that beautiful energy of having those two just meet so perfectly because you can speak so well about what happens like in a sound bath or doing breath work so beautifully and so succinctly, but also just having such a centered and such a, you're just amazing. Thank you. You're like making me blush. <laughs> can you can you record this and just send this to me so I can just hear all these all those low moments. I was like, let me just have have you say all these nice things about me. Oh, uh, but no, you know, my background is in research science. I worked for several years as a scientist looking at what keeps girls interested in math and sciences. So that was kind of my formal training and what I was doing as a job. But then I'm also from this space where I really went into health and wellness for my own need to look at myself and trying to take care of myself. I basically faced a lot of anxiety and depression and insomnia and a lot of health problems at a very random time in my life where I was going through a lot of different transitions. So my grandfather had passed away. I was leaving like a long-term relationship 
I was making all these little shifts in my life where I just under, didn't understand how I'm supposed to take care of myself and a young person, you know, in your mid twenties during this time, you're kind of just like figuring it out. You're, you're not really taught to eat the right way or think the, you know, what, what kind of things are you supposed to consume energetically or spiritually? Who are you supposed to surround yourself with? Do you even know how to listen to your intuition? Do you know how that gut feeling works that, tells you what's good for you or bad for you or serves you or doesn't serve you. I didn't know any of this, you know? So I basically faced a time where I was experiencing like so many health problems, like day in, day out, starting from just sleep, like poor, poor, poor sleep, anxiety, depression, seasonal moods. I was having almost stomach ulcers and having panic attacks. And it was not from something. It wasn't like something was happening in my life where, you know, I had to like process through it. It was just everything. Everything was just like out of balance. And honestly, you know, the way that I even got into this space is one day I experienced not a one day, but one day I experienced a sound bath at a, a music festival. And basically I was there with um, my best friend and I was at this time where I'm so like numb and um, I was kind of unhappy to be there. I wasn't having like that much of a good time and everything just was really annoying and irritating to me. But then I saw all these people like in a tent playing gongs and crystal balls and me in, in like my science mind, I'm just like rolling my eyes to the back of my head. I'm like, okay, gongs and like crystal bowl, like whatever, you know, just like being all judgy. But then it also looked like a nap and I'm sleep deprived. So I'm like, I'm always down for a nap. Like I'm a hundred percent like down to nap. So I went and you know, experience the sound bath. And that was like the first time in my life where I experienced just complete stillness and silence in my head. It was the first time where I experienced not having to think about anything. And I didn't know, you know, the science behind it. I didn't know any parts of like what was happening. I just knew that it did. And I felt it. I really truly felt it. And I remembered that feeling. And so from that moment on, I kind of actually forgot about that experience. I kind of just like took it. I had a like small reflection and we talked about it with the friends that we were in and we really truly loved that experience. But next few days, next few months, next few weeks, you know, we kind of just like forgot it until the same patterns in my life started to come back again, where I was like anxious and burnt out and stressed and like feeling all these different things. And I'm like, you know what, let me go look at, you know, I remember that feeling. I remember feeling that calm, that feeling, that stillness. And I went to, at that time I was living in um, the Bay area. I went to this like little Tibetan shop in Alameda and I bought this Tibetan bowl and the nice man there like showed me how to play and I was like trying all these different Tibetan bowls and I also at that time intuitively knew that some bowls were calling to me and some bowls weren't calling to me but at that time I didn't actually understand the energetic exchange in that and I ended up just buying this like little Tibetan bowl which at nighttime I would just ding for like two three minutes I would just ding it I didn't have any kind of like meditation or mindfulness practice in my life where I'm just like used to sitting down and used to taking this time at night or in the morning or anytime during the day to do any of that so it was just like a super simple like don't make it complicated for me I'm just gonna ding it and then I noticed actually it was helping my sleep for some reason it was helping me sleep better and I would sleep like consistently and be able to stay asleep and have a restful sleep and in the morning I would wake up just even slightly different and so uh, in the morning I started doing it too I'm like hmm, I wonder if this helped me with like anxiety or being anxious or you know having these like panic attacks and they were just getting worse and worse um, so I started to do a little bit of bowl in the morning just like you know sit and um, ding my bowl and 
um, and, and see what it's like. And I'm like, I don't really need to talk about it to people because I still had, I still felt like, you know, like, what is this crystal? Like, what is this like Tibetan ball? Like I'm supposed to try to explain it to people. And I'm hanging out with like all these like science people and we're from academia. So we have to like talk in a very colloquial way and it's very linear, logical ways of thinking and explaining stuff. And so I kind of just like allowed, I just allowed this sound this vibration this frequency just to do whatever it needed to do for me and i just became the embodiment of what that was doing for me and then i was starting to like bring this bowl around with me to like different places like i would have it in my backpack or like in my snack bag or whatever and i would do to my friends they would be like, oh i'm so stressed i'm like hold on let me show you this like tibetan bowl and i would like ding it and i have all like my little like experiments and my guinea pig friends who i'm like lay down i'm gonna do it on your head and i'm gonna do it and at that time still i still didn't know like any of the deep science that goes behind sound and sound frequencies and vibrations and the way that it actually entrains your brain and talks to the water in your body all this stuff is stuff that i learned afterward but as i was just starting out it was basically just experimentation and just letting what was happening speak for itself rather than having to over explain or trying to get like a explanation for it so my friends like you know, I would just ding it for them. They're like, wow, I don't know what happened, but I just felt this like calm come over me. And then they would describe like colors or a sensation or a feeling, or they, some people would even like have that visual, you know, and me and you both do energy work. So we know there's, there's so such a heavy visual capacity for when you're doing energy and when energy is moving through you. And they would be like, oh, I, I, I've had this like thing on my neck and I don't have it anymore. And I had this thing on my, um, my chest and I don't have it anymore. And it's like, I don't know, but here's the bowl and I'll ding it for you and then they started requesting me to like do more of that for them and to record them or like even do it over phone when I wasn't around they're like Janela where did you get this like bowl like I'm kind of thinking about getting one and you know that's like that's like the start of it that's where like it all started <laughs> this like little Tibetan bowl I'm like ooh, calm I don't know why but that's it I love it I love I'm getting a download right now I picture this children's book of Shanila and her magical bowl just dinging around, spreading <laughs> peace and healing to everyone around. I love it. So you talked about how there was a period in your life where it was just a lot of different things. Was was it something that was um, just out of the blue for you, That ha how it happened? Yeah. So, I mean, once I got that signal, I wouldn't say I was like really able to listen to it. It still took like another few years until I started doing sound baths and really being in the space. I kind of just was using um, these elements to almost mask the deeper roots of a lot of what was like going, what was going on for me, which is deeper grief and deeper healing that I needed to do for myself. And as I was mentioning, you know, um, the passing of my grandfather is pretty big for me and the passing of um, certain people in my life are really big for me. Transitioning out of a long-term relationship is pretty big for me. And so all these things were kind of just like on the back end and part of my body and part of my psyche hadn't processed a lot of that. A lot of family stuff, it just hadn't, I hadn't, hadn't processed much of that. So I did know internally that I had to do something, but it was always... The, not not necessarily the wrong thing, but I think I was chasing more of a um, traditional route or like 
trying to focus more on you know what was happening in my career or what was focusing on things that were happening in certain other places that weren't really internal based so at the end of the day I still wasn't doing the inside work that required me to um, be able to step into this space and even with sound healing it's not just that you know you did some sounds and you felt better about it you still have to integrate that into your life you still have to go to the root of why you were feeling that way in the first place like what was the root of your anxiety what was the root of your panic attacks what was the root of your stomach issues or whatever you know there's so many different elements to um, why you have the problem and all these different modalities that we have um, sound healing and I also teach breath work and breath work and all these things they're all these are all modalities that help but we still have to get to the core of it and so for me I think I was still you know not understanding that I had to get to the core of a lot of stuff I wasn't really facing a lot of the things and I wasn't really allowing myself to feel through a lot of the things and because that feeling made me feel alone it made me feel lonely it made me feel unsafe it made me feel scared it made me feel like I was a bad person because here I was like created some of these situations myself it's not like you can always point fingers and blame other people sometimes you created some shitty things in your life yourself you did that you know and it's hard for you as an individual who's like you know confident to kind of admit that and take that as a hit to your ego and take that inward and really absolve that and let that part of you kind of go so though that work I wasn't still doing so even even though I had discovered this modality, even though I was trying to, you know, implement different mindfulness tactics into my life, these were kind of just band-aids. They were just, you know, like surface stuff. They weren't deep inside the work that I really needed to do. I'm so glad that you're saying all that because often we find something and we want it to work so bad and we're, we're, we live in a society where it's like, oh, you take this medicine and you're going to be better. And so it's like these quick fixes or, oh, you just need a lot of rest. But there's so many elements that need to be addressed. And really it's when we, we're really looking inside and we're really questioning and we're doing like shadow work where we're figuring out what those triggers are, why they're there, what the lesson is. It's not until we meet ourselves in that deep sense and really face ourselves in that way that we make deep changes that really mirror an outer change out in the world. And with that, how do you, because you were in science and then now you're doing, you're a healer and you're teaching healers. It's a complete change in a way, but also did you meet any resistance in terms of your science friends? Did you have people call you weird or, you know, did you have any sort of struggles in terms of acceptance or anything like that yes and no because i would say i'm hot-headed enough where i don't care love that <laughs> so it's like i don't feel it but i think any resistance i did feel was from my own creation where i had the issue of feeling that you know a true true thing that i really went through when i was like into more of this more woo stuff is the need to hyper explain a lot of the woo stuff in science language when in reality a lot of this stuff doesn't exist in science language and there isn't you know the physical proof and the evidence that scientists are looking for because we don't as human beings know how to measure a lot of this stuff but it doesn't you know denounce the existence of energy or the way 
healing happens, right? So my resistance was being somebody who wanted to like hyper explain all of this stuff. And a part of me is like trying to convince myself that these modalities are real or these modalities are helping. And um, how do you explain to somebody during a sound bath that they like floated off into outer space and became a giraffe and then met their great, great, great grandmother and met their past lives. Like I don't have a case study for that. And I don't know how to recreate that even with my scientist brain in a research study. I don't know how to do that. And so it was me really disassociating with a lot of the characteristics that I was really prideful about. I really do pride myself for being a scientist. I think it's one of my greatest qualities, you know, to be able to research and learn and to integrate work like that. But then where I really thrive is bridging the gap between these two worlds, the physical and the metaphysical, the spiritual and the unexplainable, right? right? So there is a need for that bridging to happen. And so when I say I dance between the science and the woo, I mean it. Like I exist in both of these dualities. And the more that I started to integrate that work, the more that I can actually speak to the people who can hear the messages, right? So it's not just like hyper existing in this part of the spectrum or hyper existing in this part of the spectrum where I don't actually subscribe to because sometimes when I'm all the way over here, I'm like, you're talking about healing and you're talking about this, but I don't actually understand how is it relatable and applicable. And when some people are talking about it in like clinical ways, it's like, okay, cool, but how is it applicable? So I'm more interested in how it crosses and where it connects and the commonalities between these two worlds more so than what are the differences and what are, you know, what are the polarities and that and that really has a lot to do with you know getting to know myself and just integrating my own identity and not thinking of myself as a scientist and as as a healer as two separate people i'm still at the end of the day when you're talking to me both those people you know both those pieces of people are here right now and you know the more that i um, leaned into each of these identities the better opportunities came to me the better clarity i got For example, you know, when I'm like dissing my science side, if I was dissing my science side, I would never be able to get grants from the state of California to bring sound baths and breath work to women's shelters and to veterans legions. I'm one of the first people in Southern California to get grant money for sound baths and breath work. And do you think that is possible if I was not able to talk about a lot of the stuff in science language. I had to talk to the science community in science language in order for them to give me money and then then I do what I want with it in a different in, in a different scope, right? So if you're rejecting the parts of your identity, then it's not going to make sense because at the end of the day you're so many different people and I definitely feel that, you know, the pull and the resistance that you asked about is from me because I want to hold on to this label or this label, this label and that label. And I remember when I was leaving like my science world, when I was leaving research, I remember thinking, I was like, oh, I'm going to miss calling myself a researcher. I'm going to miss like saying that because there is like something, there's an assumption about your intelligence, about the way you can communicate and the way that blah, 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 when you hear your researcher versus when you introduce yourself as a sound healer, people talk to you very differently. They assume different levels of education or articulation or, you know, just energy. They make an assumption about it. So I definitely remember that. This was only a few years ago. when I remember um, thinking like, I'm going to really miss saying that because I felt prideful about it. I really embodied 
this work and the thing that I did. And before I was a researcher, I actually had a tech business. I created a business in college and it was a multi award winning business I created with my partner at the time. And we grew this business. And I remember when I left that, I was like, I'm going to miss saying that I'm from tech, you know, but now when I'm here as a healer, I understand that those are still parts of my identity. I'm not, not knowledgeable in these things just because I don't get paid to do it anymore or I don't make money from it or that's not necessarily part of my business or how I function but all those resistances are self-created and that's part of that identity integration process where you have to say like why am I fighting against this what are the stereotypes I have what are the stereotypes I have around this label and that label and what what is the work that I need to do around that to dismantle it because me as a healer Am I somebody who doesn't swear? Am I somebody who like has to dress up this way? Am I somebody who has to like say things this way or that way? I struggle with that too on this spectrum too, right? Like having this like perception and you know, me and you both function in LA. So we know that in LA, there's a super aesthetic wellness scene. It's like a perfect curated Instagram, da da da. And, um, and, and you feel a certain way. It's like, oh my gosh, am I supposed to do this? And am I supposed to so say that? And am I somebody who doesn't shake my butt and I don't like say these things or, you know, like, am I somebody like that? And then at the end of the day, when you start to integrate those identities to yourself and you're like, no, 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 healers can look very different. Healers are like this too. And healers are also scientists and healers are also break dancers and healers are also da da da. You know, it's like, I take pride in all my, my weapons training. Like I'm an archer. I love to art, you know, like that, that is part of who I am and what I do. And so like, you have to understand that whatever criteria you create around that identity is all on you at the end of the day. It's what you subscribe to. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and like, as you're talking, I'm like, yes, sister, <laughs> because I, I have so many facets. We all have many facets of ourselves. And when you start healing work on yourself, there's an element of less identification with things and with labels and so forth. But really what you're talking about, this is 45D living folks. It's integration. It's living in reality, but using your wholeness as a means to create change, to act your purpose, or, you know, just live your best life and live to your grandest potential uh, for the betterment of the collective. I love everything you've said. I had like goosebumps up and down my arms, which always happens when I get excited like this, like spirit going, yes, 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 this is the good stuff, yes. So I love all that. Thank you so much for just reiterating what it means to actually live it, live your truth and live your shining self and integrating those parts of you because we're born into these bodies in a specific way, specific hair color and skin color and specific backgrounds. And we're unique in each and every way that is specific to what is going to resonate for other people. And so I love, 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 love everything that you've just said. So going back to wisdom in terms of like practices that you have taken on, is there anything besides breath work or sound healing that you recommend like a teaching or a book or anything like that that has really helped you along the way? Yeah, I mean, I always say, 
for people to find their own modalities because we're all sensitive to different energies and we all have different sensitivity so a lot of us have sound sensitivity so we're very inclined to receive deep healing from sounds so sound healing is for that there's somatic healing like breath work where your entire body is working at the molecular level to heal itself then there's movement right there's like dance healing there's like um twerking is a spiritual practice there's right like there's so many different methodologies of healing so I'm never one to say like, this is the one, like do this one and this is for you. So basically at the end of the day, all these modalities are meditation and meditation, what it means is awareness. Literally the word meditation means awareness. And so the way that you get awareness could be a hundred different ways. Like you could be somebody who draws or paints or dances or sings or writes or teaches and you know when you're in that zone you're in the flow and that's like that's your thing and you felt it in your body so for me it's never about saying that for someone else like this is the one i know like i'll share sound healing with you but then a lot of people will have a different experience with sound healing versus breath work versus you know acupuncture or reiki or anything different modalities touch different people differently depending on what their vibrational alignment is so for me it's actually a lot of different things um i love sound healing for myself and as i'm doing sound healing for other people i receive healing in the same way but of course as a practitioner and as as somebody who is versus somebody who's attending a sound bath you have different benefits like when you're attending a sound bath you get to go into this entrainment space where your brain waves are actually in the circadian rhythm and there's a particular time frame where you are in different brain states and different brain waves so not all sound baths are the same not all sound durations are the same your bowls have different frequencies and different notes and different tonalities and different combinations actually do different things in your body and we know this from neurology research we know that from music research we know that from composition research we know all of this from electromagnetic research there's different elements that are going to touch different people and different parts of your body so some days you might be more sensitive to that sound some days you might be more sensitive to that breath work some days you're more sensitive to other things and for me it's just like let me feel out what that day is for me because when you try to be so rigid with your practices and when you start start to be so rigid with you know needing something then you've created another pill for yourself it's no different than needing like a different kind of pill so whatever that vice is for you so you need it or you can't survive so you don't need anything everything that you have like every modality that you partake in and that you do and every practice and ritual that you place in your in your practice should be a complimentary to you right like if you didn't get to journal in the morning is your whole day messed up now like if for some reason you didn't get to journal today, is your whole day messed up now? Because if it is, then it's no different than like skipping your fourth cup of coffee or like whatever your vices around that. You don't need anything. So for me, it's really just about removing that need from all the practices and then having them come back into my life to benefit me as a compliment. So when I do breath work, I want it to be, I don't want to not be able to exist without breath work. If I didn't, do a breathwork session this week that or, or you know be able to go to the healer or go to be able to go to a class or be able to blah 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 i'm not messed up you know like it's it, i'm not gonna be 
you know, all out of whack just because my routine was disturbed. So I really work on having flexibility and being able to integrate my experience on the day to day. So it's a, it's a, it's a living practice to do that integration work every day. It's not that one time in my life I figured out this routine and I stuck to it and da da da. And so if that is something that really like works for you, do it, go for it and that, that for it. For me, I'm more of a person in flow and things change and I adapt with what's happening societally, what's happening culturally, what's happening in the healing world, what's happening with women who need my voice right now. You know, I am adapting to that. So it requires me to show up a little bit differently and it requires me to do different practices for myself. So right now I'm doing, you know, I have a Facebook community where it's all health and wellness leaders and we're doing all these free coachings in there. So when I'm doing coaching in there, my mornings look different because I prep differently. I prepare my mind differently. I prepare my body differently. I have a more like fun and like upbeat morning routine. And other days where I don't really have to do anything, I'm, I'm moving a little bit slower through the day. I'm moving just a little bit calmer because I don't feel like I need to like rile up that energy. So when I do these trainings, I'm energetic and I want to talk and I want to converse and I want to share and I'm just downloading information. But you have to be in a different place. So I think, you know, it's really about just figuring out what the flow of the modalities you practices are and your dependency on them. I really stress people having self-reliance having your own body be your own best tool, having the breathing techniques in your body so that you don't need the guru or the teacher or the class to get to. You don't need someone to do a sound bath or a sound healing. Of course, I want you to come to my classes. Of course, I want you to come to my sound healing and everything, but I don't need you to need me for that. I love that because it is such a gift that you're giving people because it is just what resonates with you on that particular day. Even like with talk therapy, one therapist that you have for five years, you can grow out of that, you know, and you need a different therapist or whatever it is that's working for you. You need to be able to question it at all times and to make sure that it's still working for you and that, if you take a break from it, it's not going to crush you, like you said. And I think, you know, that self-introspection portion is really important. Um, not just, you know, in terms of being a healer or being in the health and wellness space, but just self-introspection to check in with yourself at all times. Because, you know, part of what COVID and quarantine has showed us is a lot of us are in this like system. We're kind of just in this loop and we're like being a little bit mindless about what we partake in. The jobs that we have, the friends that we have, the activities that we do, all the things that we consume in terms of media and all that stuff, it's kind of just been on this automatic loop and it's not necessarily your fault. It's just started as like little things and it just added up over the time and added up over the years and you're just like in the same. And you know, and my bad, you know, it's like your bad. Like I, I know that's very um, common for a lot of people and it's kind of more the norm than not. But what COVID and quarantine has showed us is that we get to have this quiet time and introspection so that 
you can investigate the parts of you that has been kind of on this auto loop and this automatic system versus the things that you want to create mindfully. And, you know, I've worked for myself for the last 12 years, so it's a little bit harder for me to feel sad during quarantine. And I've kind of just been like, I've been prepping for this my entire life. Like, I'm, I'm good, you know? But then you're going to fall on some other part of that spectrum where you're just like, wow, this is the first time I've had to think about, like, what I'm going to do when nobody else is telling me about what I'm supposed to do and what I'm supposed to create and how I'm supposed to show up. And I don't have deadlines. My deadlines are self-created and I'm having to think for myself in certain ways that I'm not used to. So that's the conversation in a lot of people's minds and spirits. And, and that is a conversation you should have regardless of COVID, regardless of quarantine, where you're always investigating, how am I showing up, right? And are the things that I'm participating in, not even just like your healing modalities, but like the friends that you have, are they shitty? Like, do you have friends that you've outgrown? And it's, it hurts people's hearts to like even think that could be the case because sometimes it's not that people are bad people. It's like sometimes you just outgrown them. You just outgrew the growth process of where you are and where they are and doesn't mean goodbye forever, but just right now they're not serving your energy. And it's like, what are foods do you eat? What do you put into your body? What do you consume in your body? Not just food, but also media. What are you listening to? How many hours Instagram do you swipe on? How does that feel? And do you notice that it makes you feel that way, but you're still doing it? You know, all these things take introspection. And when you make that awareness and make that connection, that's when you can make the change. That's the meditation, right? Meditation just means awareness. As soon as you have the awareness, you say, oh my gosh, when I make a choice to stay in this interaction or in this relationship with whatever people friends social media whenever i make a choice i'm making a choice so i know that i'm self-creating harm in my life if harm comes in my life because i'm choosing to be around people who are bullies i'm choosing to be able to be around people who are low vibe and think and talk this way and it's not my jam it's not they're, they're bad people it's not my jam or i'm choosing to stay on you know, this, these kinds of uh, forums and consume these kinds of newses and, and social medias where it's not serving me and I know it, but I still choose to, right? So then if you feel bad after you do that, it's like, it's your fault. Like, sorry to say, say it to you like that, but it is your fault. You're creating your own reality. So that introspection part, any ritual, any habit, anything that you have, anything that you're creating, you have to take the time to step back and say like, okay, is that are the things that I'm participating in and the things that I'm doing conscious? Am I doing it with a mind of consciousness? And if I know that if I'm, if I'm drinking these things, if I'm eating these things, I will feel this way. And I have accepted feeling this way when I made this choice, you know? And it's not very linear and it's not very black and white. And of course, you're still going to make decisions that are not just like in your highest good and you're for your highest self. Like I know that that's the challenge of all of us to show up and act that way. But, you know, part of how I process around, you know, any work that I do, not just in healing or in business or mentorship, is really just about clarifying that everything that you do is going to take introspection. Nobody can tell you. Nobody can tell you the answer or this modality or that modality. You have to say like, hmm, it worked and I'm going to do more of this because it helps me in X, Y, and Z way. So journaling is really good. Grounding yourself is good. Going to therapy is really good. Going to circles where you have someone facilitating a really safe space for conversations is good. Going to courses, having offering. Different people will have a different 
style of taking in that information and it's like it's all good and it's all fair yes i mean we, we are manifesting at all times whether it's conscious or not and it's i'm so glad that you brought it up because now we're in this space with covid and everything that we have a a plethora of time and space and energy to now devote into looking into ourselves. And if we take the opportunity and even after COVID, you know, other times of crisis, sometimes it takes times of crisis to really assess how your life is and how you want it to be in the future. And what are you creating? What are you manifesting? It takes those times sometimes to wake up and be like, oh my gosh, it's almost, I always say like, be a scientist of your life. Like, like you were saying, if I drink caffeine, you know, if I drink five cups of coffee throughout the day, how am I going to feel? So it's like, you know, with that example of just consumption, that in of itself is a scientific inquiry. And then also energetically i'm so glad that you brought it up with friends and you know sometimes we have to question our family as well like there's that saying family is everything well sometimes family is toxic so we have to create those boundaries and also know that we are in a place of strength and power to be able to create that whether or not we feel it or not it's it's there and we have to claim it and we have to grow it and gain it. So I'm so glad you said all that. But back to what you were saying in terms of going into a daily practice, what came to my mind was it doesn't matter what the modality is or what the practice is, it's stepping into like a magical space where you're connected or you're aligned, however you want to call it. But to me, that's where magic happens. Like when you're in a sound bath and we don't know all the little things, like you said, you can't really explain exactly what's going on. Like where did that pain go? Did it just magically float away? Or there are certain things that happen that just cannot be explained. So I just call it like a magical space. Or what if you're just, you hear your favorite music come on and you were in a really low place but then that song comes on and you start dancing and that magical space for you transforms your mood it does all kinds of things and your day is turned around so there's like these spaces where we can like i said claim it grab it grow it if you can do that on a day-to-day -day basis, your life is going to change. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Going back to, I guess, what this podcast is all about is the awakening process or what it means to be awake. What, what does it mean to you? What's your definition of being woke or, you know? <laughs> the wokeness competition, right? <laughs> like, it's like, who's more, who's more woke or, you know, something that's like not woke, right? I think it comes back to that awareness portion. And I think that there is no level that is like the optimal level because it is a constant back and forth process. Because at any point you think you've like reached your most like woke level, you have done yourself a disservice. Like you're back like 10, 15 steps again because 
it's a constant learning process and we as people are constantly transforming so it requires us to do that constant introspection and constant re-evaluation for ourselves and so for me wokeness is just being in that mindset that you never know everything and you never know anything one thing i know is that i know nothing you know and so remaining open for different information to come to you different knowledge to come to you different thoughts and patterns to to you know reveal themselves for you because oftentimes what happens for a lot of us especially in the healing space is that we've had like some kind of like boom like magical experience so however you received it through breath work or through sometimes plant medicine or whatever you know like event that happened you're just like wow this was the clarity i i am like so different and you know molecularly different than i was like two months ago or two weeks ago i just know like i have a different outlook and a different perspective and we become kind of these warriors for these modalities we're just like everybody should try this everybody should do you know sound healing and breath work and it's like you should but also you know like you're speaking from a space of an experience you had at that moment in time but there's everything underneath that experience you have so many layers beneath that that there's so many different things that are going to show up for you in the next breathwork session and in the next breathwork session in the next breathwork session and as you said you know our families are triggered sometimes like our that's the test like if you're going to go hang out during thanksgiving or whatever you celebrate christmas eid ramadan like you're gonna celebrate and sit across that family member on a, in a table and just remember how annoying this person is and how you know politically unwoke this person is or the, how annoying this you know like you're gonna remember all of that and you're you're reverting back to your old self the old version of you that would act out of sadness and act out of trauma and act out of reactivity you telling me you telling me that you're a healer who never felt any of that you know like that's when you know you never reached the top level because that trigger still exists for you right that trigger never went went away it never erased and it never lessened its weight so over time you're going to lessen the weight of that trigger so yeah you're still going to be like okay rolling your eyes when so and so says this thing <laughs> right like you're still going to do that and maybe you're not going to have that argument or you're going to be able to use language to articulate it a little bit better and they're still going to be who they are they have never changed ever and they don't they don't plan to and that's not on you right but how you react to people is going to adapt and change so you are going to have to do constant work and that's like the prime example of like wokeness like you just being in this like bubble of healing where you know in your safe containers in your safe space in your healing circles and in your like you know little bubble in whatever space where you're healing that is all great and good that's your container take it and embody it enjoy it love on it and just come back to it and rely on it you know take that support of course but when you're in the when you're when you're in the testing ground when you're around that dinner table and when somebody is around you that isn't in this vibration how you react is your 100% test right so for me it's like i don't believe in that like uh, ultimate wokeness i think when you received a momentary like momentary awareness of oh my gosh i used to think this way or like oh my gosh i think this way or this part of me is toxic or this part of me is sad because or this is my behavior or you know i have this trauma or this thing those are the moments of awareness and they're infinite you're going to have moments of awareness for the rest of your life you know and that's going to be true because if you are in ultimate woke state and you're standing outside or sitting outside and a bird flies by and you hear a bird tweeting 
you heard that, that was your awareness. So at every point in your life, you're going to have a moment of awareness. So, you know, I think just like unsubscribe to the level of wokeness and just know that you are like, you're just always in progress. <laughs> you're going to be in progress, a soul having a human experience. And that's just how it goes. Yes. You're, we're multi-dimensional, multi-faceted <laughs> beings. And it's just going to keep changing. So embrace the change. Embrace right? it. Yeah. Well, it's been so nice to have you, Shanila. Where can our listeners connect with you? You can find me on Instagram at shanila.sattar. And I have breathwork facilitator trainings and sound healer trainings coming up throughout the year. And you can find all of those on alwaysplay.org. Yes. And I have to say, I really enjoyed, I took one of your free healer entrepreneurial workshops and I was just like, yes, every day, like journaling, take advantage people because you have just been so generous with all these free offerings. Yes. And if you guys want to come into that group, it's on Facebook. It's called the playground. Great. Okay. Well, thank you so thank much. You. If anyone is in Austin when things open up, <laughs> please see Shanilla in person because she has this amazing energy which you can get through the screen, but it's very, very amazing just to have you live in person too. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Awake the Tribe podcast. If you would like to tell your own story, please connect with me on Instagram at Awake the Tribe or on my website, awakethetribe.com. You may also email me at rhoda, R-H-O-D-A, at awakethetribe.com.